Well, everybody's heard about the bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. Welcome to part two of us covering beefy men slapping beef to see who is the beefiest in the N1 (laughs) victory from pro wrestling Noah on the fabulous podcast known as Roadmen Watch This Beef. (laughs) Good enough. Good enough. (laughs) Yay. Oh, God. We're back. Hey. We uh, we we didn't we lie to our listeners. We said we're going to watch cover this whole tournament, and uh, we're, we've at least made it to episode two. So yay us! Very On that well note, well um, I'll introduce everybody. My my fabulous co-hosts here. Uh, I'm I'm Chris. We also have the uh, very sensual Jeremy Tate. Hello. (laughs) Such sensuousness. Uh, And the always dapper Benjamin Kelly. Oh, thank you, Christopher. What an introduction. Thanks. Now, Ben, I wanted to ask, are you any relation, this is going to be so American and cliche of me, to the reckless Kelly? (laughs) (laughs) You mean that... It's not a genuine question, it's meant to be funny. The fantastic movie <laughs> Reckless Kelly starring Yahoo Serious. Is that what you're referencing? Exactly. <laughs> I know it's just a movie. I'm actually, I vaguely remember seeing that years and years ago. It's a great movie. I haven't seen it in so long as well. Mm. Loads of fun. Life. Past life. Mm. Yeah, it was based off my grandpa's life. Actually, almost sued Yahoo Serious. I'm serious. <laughs> what do you think Yahoo Serious is doing right now? Is he, even, is he still alive? I, I think don't so. know. We have the power to find out. I'm going to consult uh, Wikipedia. I'm saying, yeah. do we need to know? I think is that so. Something in college we need to confirm. It'll be a real bummer if, like, he died like five years ago. Let's see. Yeah, we're just really bringing down the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Yahoo Serious Now. It's a popular Google search, apparently. Uh, He's an Australian film actor, director, and score composer. And he's currently 67 years old. Holy shit. Yeah, that's about it. He's alive and well. Yeah, apparently. He doesn't appear to have done anything of note since Mr. Accidents in 2000. Oh, that's a shame. Oh. I've never actually I was seen. Quite fond Mr. of Young Einstein. Oh, Young Einstein is fantastic. Mm. I actually think I thought Mr. Accident. Any good? <laughs> I'm vaguely remembering being funny. That's as much as I can give you. Apparently, it I got. I don't really... You want to know the Rotten Tomatoes percentage? Yeah, why not? Let's say thirty-two. Seventeen <laughs> percent. I was going to say twenty-eight. This is where Rotten Tomatoes really differs with Google users because 92% of Google users like the film. 92%? Yeah. That's a dramatic difference. How about that? 
<laughs> an IMDb somewhere in the middle with an average rating of 4.3 out of 10. Mm. Speaking of uh, both terrible but also brilliant movies, uh, we were talking on The Steel Cage, Derek and I, uh, with the other guys, about the movie uh, Last Action Hero. Have you just ever seen that film? Yes. Oh, that's the Arnie oh. one, yeah? Yes, sir. I can't even remember whether I've seen that. Is that the one with him and the kid? Yeah, it's essentially like a, he's almost Arnold Perry. Uh, Perry I'm trying to say Perry-Dean, but I'm totally fucking it up. He's doing a parody of himself, so I'm going to say it that way since I can't talk. Uh, but yeah, basically a kid gets a magical ticket, is able to actually go into the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't even know he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a lot of fun. That sounds pretty great. Yeah, I, I've just, I have a vague memory of watching this movie, but I can't remember anything about it other than it being dumb fun. Yep, that's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, speaking of dumb fun, I just um, cracked open a bevy for the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is a, um, a sour beer. I'm a big fan of the sours. It's the uh, Your Mate Brewing Co., um, Salt and vinegar sour, the hashtag salty sambo. I thought you said salt and vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the salt and vinegar. Isn't that what do you? What did you say? Sultan. You like you know the Sultan like Rikishi. Oh right. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. But um, no, this this beer is quite off-putting, but. At the same time, kind of nice, if that makes sense. I simultaneously hate it, but quite delightful. Mm. It's it's like a dominatrix stomping on your balls of beers. (laughs) Yeah, but you paid for it. Mm. You're trying to get the most enjoyment as possible. Yeah. Oh, I'll um, I'll keep you guys abreast of how this beer develops through the podcast. At the moment, yeah, it the tastes... The as they get warm, they get kind of uh, rough. Oh, it's pretty rough already. It tastes like just the most salt and vinegary chips, like those really oh. like ones that are just too much, but in, in beer form. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I was given it a... because other people didn't enjoy it and they thought that Chris likes things that are unpleasant, so we'll give it to him. I got a yeah. pineapple habanero sour oh. one time. Oh. That was a terrible idea. Yeah, that sounds way too gimmicky for me. But at the same time, I'm drinking a straight-up gimmick beer right now, so, you know. You're you're trying anything once if it's alcoholic. Yeah. I like to think I'll try anything once. Mm. Um, So, we should probably get straight into these shows, because we have three shows to cover today. Uh, on last episode, if you haven't listened yet, you have to go back. Uh, we, we covered episode, uh, nights one and two of the prestigious N1 Victory Tournament of 2020. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to cover nights three through five. Uh, these all took place at Corrigan. Um, and the first of which uh, took place on... The 22nd of September, yeah. This was uh, an Abima TV show. Um, and I, I feel like they've been putting the Abima ones 
on Wrestle Universe, which we said we weren't sure about whether that would happen in a hasty manner. Is is that? Did you notice this as well, Ben? I did notice it's been quite quick compared to how they normally uh, do it. So you're saying people really don't need to worry about watching it on a Beamer now. You can pretty much just watch them on Universe. I think uh, the only one that was like the slow was uh, number three. The rest of the be pretty much a Beamer and Wrestle Universe. If they're on a Beamer, they've been on Wrestle Universe nearly like the same day or the day day after by looking at it. Yeah. Not too much of a delay. So it's just made watching it a whole heck of a lot easier. So just Wrestle yeah, Universe, folks. You Pretty much it's all going to be there. But... This night, um, night three, rather, uh, was a heck of a show. Uh, we had a killer main event, uh, but let's let's start with the opener. Uh, this was young Kenya Okada and the always lovable and funktastic Muhammad Yone versus the Congo duo of Manabu Soya and Yoshiki Inamura. What do we think about this? Um, I, I've been said, one thing I want to note is I've, been, I've made a concerted effort to learn everyone's name. Oh, what? <laughs> I, <was a> <laughs> I know. I, I can only ride those same nicknames. Everyone was the same now. So it's like, I'm going to keep using this. Here comes Big Red again. But now I know their names. His name is Soya, and I feel so much better for the man. I'm happy for you, but at the same time, I feel like we're going to have some upset listeners who really enjoyed our, um, your ridiculous names I, of everyone last episode. I feel like we're going to miss out on something now, those little names. I was really looking forward to see what you come up with this time around. Well, I, I doubt I could actually come up with a new round of all nicknames for the same gentleman, so. <laughs> <laughs> Especially well, when I get down to the fifth night. It's like, all right, this, by this time, I was calling this guy Twinkle Toes. Yeah, probably would have gotten a bit try-hard and long in the tooth the more we went into it. So I'm, I'm acceptable. I'm agreeable to what you've done. But uh, anyway, any thoughts on this on this opener? I can't um, remember I it at all. I was actually pretty impressed by the uh, Okada guy. I actually tried oh, yeah. to take at least some notes for everything. Uh, the guy's, like, crazy strong for how little he is. And he, like, at one point did the hip toss to Ivan Murrow, who's, like, a much, much, much larger man and it was, like, picture perfect. He's also got some real nice kicks, which you don't necessarily oh. expect from a, from a, a rookie. Cool. Those kicks to the body he does are absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anyone, besides that, Keno and Nakajima, he probably is like one of the best kicks in Noah, I feel. Yeah, I Especially wonder, I don't know much about him, but I'm assuming he comes from, like, a Kempo or, like, karate background, similar to, like, Nakajima or... Kenta or um, Mochizuki. Are you guys familiar with the, the comic book Savage Dragon? No. no. It's about a, a man who was a, a an actual dragon, but he was also a police officer, and he had he had a gigantic dragon mohawk, and I just think Inamura would be a perfect casting if they ever make that movie. Surely not. <laughs> you should Google the guy, Savage Dragon. I um I just love Inamura. I think he's great. Yeah, he's badass. Um, he's got a great energy. I I love his singlet. I don't ever want him to change it. Um, <laughs> and he's just got like the nicest shoulder blocks in wrestling. Like his his bloody flying shoulder block off the top is like my favorite move in wrestling. 
I love his ridiculous poses after he like hits a power move, like a shoulder block, and there's like bend over to one side and point one arm to the air. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah. I don't know why, but I like it. Yeah, I like. He's he's proud of his his um powerful offense. Yeah. I'm all about it. He's like, ah, <laughs> fuck yeah, Demar. I am. Um, I'm also just a really big fan of Muhammad Yone. I uh, have been for a long time. Uh, and I, I'm always delighted by his beautiful, funky music and his sweet disco pose that he'll just strike at any moment, normally multiple <laughs> times through a match. And he also has, like, um, disconcerting, like, power in his kicks as well because he used to be a battle arts guy. Ooh. I didn't know that. I actually don't know much, too much about him. Yeah, he's, he's a... He's a funky, weird man. I've heard that in his personal oh. life, he's also a cross-dresser. <laughs> um, you get all the news you need to tell here on this yeah. yeah. I don't know whether that's ever been disclosed in a public forum before, but it's not like anyone listens to our show, so I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're going to make the round the dirt sheet. Yeah, he runs a ramen store as well. Um, I've always Ooh. wanted to make it to his ramen store, but I never quite made it. But apparently, whereabouts is it? I think it's in the outskirts of Tokyo. Uh, but apparently, at night time, it turns into like a disco bar, and then that's where he like comes out in his like cross dressing, like funky outfit and like dances and shit like a like a drag queen or something this is what <laughs> okay. you're really right with drag did I mention he likes to do drag I just find that inter- like it, it's, it's interesting to find out more about these guys characters it just adds kind of depth and then it just makes it a little bit more interesting when you're watching them in the future you know so this guy not only wears an afro like a black man, he pretends to be a woman too. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> I knew that would change the subject. Any, any other notes on, on this over? I just thought it was a fun little opening show tag. Yeah, I think all the tag matches, except for when they did story matches, are all pretty good. Nothing like crazy out of this world but yeah all pretty strong yeah like it's just like what an opening match should be shouldn't like kill the rest of the show it's like fun little introduction to what's going forward good times uh all right so if we don't have any more notes on that we get into our first n1 official match of the evening this is from uh the b block uh where we get to see shuhei tanaguchi Versus the leader of Congo, Keno. I bloody love this match. I don't know whether it's just because of my like complete adoration. Wait, adoration? Is that the right word? Yep, that works. Yep. Yeah. Okay. If you're saying um, you like the guy, then yes. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> All right, great. I wasn't sure whether it was one of those words where it like sounds like adoration, but it's like, like adhorrent, where it actually means the opposite. Opposite. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I abhor this gentleman. Yeah. But he's great, you know? Um, 
But yeah, I just bloody loved Taniguchi and I felt like Keno brought the best out of him and this was just a hard-fought fucking battle of sweet headbutts and kicks and all of the beautiful things that I love about pro wrestling Noah. Yeah, it was fucking great. Lots of, lots of cool shit. Uh, I really liked there was a spot where uh, Taniguchi was kicking Keno and he grabbed his leg and then threw him with a suplex. I don't know what that capture suplex is called, where you basically leave the guy standing on one leg, but Taz used to do it all the time. But it was fucking rad. Is that like a T-bone or something, or some form of a T-bone? Or an exploder or some shit? Yeah, I remember Taz used to do a T-bone. I can't remember like the specific suplex that you're talking about, but I'm assuming it's like a capture T-bone. Just imagine like some guy, some guy kicks you in the chest, you just grab his leg and then reach in and hug him and then do a toss over your head like a suplex. I think yeah. so. I think that's a T-bone. <laughs> Off to a great start this one. week. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, uh, I like Taniguchi because how aggressive he is. Like when he goes for the choke, normally or the choke slam, normally like people raise their hand in the air and like, oh hey, I'm about to choke, grab this guy by the throat. He like. Palm thrust into the guy's throat to grab them. <laughs> it's fucking mean. Like, and then just drives them down like fucking yeah. death. Like just every part of this move, he makes as painful as humanly possible, which I appreciate. But it's it's the way he wrestles in general. Everything he does, he does to hurt you. Like yeah. His headbutts even actually look like you are going to hurt from the way he steps into them and just drives his body through them. Yeah, vicious forearms he does as well. It's like, oh, so good. Although, although my favorite one is when he, they're laying on the ground and he repeatedly kicks him in the top of the head. Just oh, goes well, one that was the other. that was something that I was going to mention that um, I love that he adopted that from um, old Ironhead Kazuyuki Fujita from their little feud that they had um, about yeah. a year back, uh, and then he just started doing um, Fujita's soccer kicks to the head thereafter he just adopted that into his own uh move set and he really makes the most out of it oh god yeah it's a beautiful thing to see he just swings for the ceilings love it i um i also want to make special mention of just how he looked like fucking death warmed over (laughs) like coming out for this match (laughs) from the brutal fucking match that he had just previously against segura I like the story of the match, too, because basically Kevin was getting overpowered the majority oh, yeah. of the time, and, and then he just puts him to sleep. Like, mm. yeah, if I can't, if I'm not going to be able to beat him with power, I just have to take him out, like, with some a little bit of skis. Was, was it a sleeper or something he ended up winning with? Yeah. Yeah, he's been doing that, like, rear-naked choke where he's, he gets, like, the yeah. body scissors in first and almost does it mm. like an abdominal, like, like body scissors. And then well, he waits yeah. and waits till a perfect moment and then, like, sinks in the choke and really, like, pulls it out. Mm. And he's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of him using this as a, as a submission mm. finish. No, definitely. Um, yeah, just big fan of this match. This, it was just so fun. Like, it didn't go... That long like either. Ten, ten minutes. It was just action packed. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, I reckon this was like my favorite first G one. I mean, first fuck. 
Oh, I need Whoa. to wash out my mouth. Jeez. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, that is a Both dirty right. word around we'll here. We'll take that out of post. We'll take that out of post. <laughs> need to, like, <laughs> manually censor that shit. Um, no, I reckon that was my, my favorite first N1 match of the evening so far. Easily. Like you were saying, yeah, pretty strong. Mm, no, definitely. Um, all right, so then we make it to our next uh, N1 match of the evening from Block A. Uh, this match we get to see Masa Kiramiya against the uh, former ace of Noah, the beautiful young Kaito Kiyomiya. What do you think about this? Uh, I was stoked for this one because I've been really impressed by both these guys from the the other two prior shows. So, yeah, this one well, it lived up to expectations. Oh yeah, I think this was like all the the best of both guys, really. Mm. Um, and also, like, I was fearing that this is going to be very confusing to discuss because of Kidamia <laughs> and nice. Kiamia. I thought the exact same thing. I actually was going to say, for anybody who has hard times with these names, like, imagine the announcer <laughs> announcing this for the first time. I'd be like, oh, fuck, these guys' names. This is why we say Masa and Kaito when we're talking about this. <laughs> so, that's how I put it, Masa and Kaito. Yeah. I'm never going to – I always get the, the sentence mixed up. Yeah, there's some that Sloppy. I just can't remember, like Japanese names. There's mm. a lot of easy ones to commit – but, um, like, there's some that, for some reason, they just can't quite stick in my brain. And I always, like, confuse them with uh, with other ones. And this that was these guys for a long time. But I finally have, have got there. But, yeah, Masa and Kaito. But this was so good. Um, and we, we got the, the big upset um, of – this was one where Masa got the win, wasn't it? Yeah. No, you got it with a huge brain brain buster, then the spear off the ropes, then three huge, huge Cider. suplexes, wasn't it? Yep, yep, yep. Cider I, suplexes. Like a lot of cool spots. I really like that yeah. uh, when uh, is does the close, or Masa does the clothesline uh, when he's on the apron, then goes outside and does it to his legs. That's, yeah. that, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but awesome. Yeah. He also and then, just uh, like Kiyomi has like him. the most beautiful drop kick. Like mm. his drop kick at one point, Masa was standing in the middle of the ring, and he was by the ropes. He literally was able to kick him like full extension in the middle of the ring. It was tremendous. Oh man, Kaito's like basics. I mean, like his his top moves are like great as well, but like his basics mm. are getting so good. Like even just like his actual like ground wrestling and like the headlock spots that he's been doing and. Like his his whole game, I feel like is so consistent, and it's just so crazy to see a dude that young that's like, yeah, like so good overall. I have a question though. There was a moment where it looks like Masa's like leg gave out as he's running. Did that look that looked legit? Right? Like it didn't look like it was a spot. I can't remember. Was um Kaito working over Masa's leg in this one? Yeah, not really. But, like, at this point, it just looked like he just went to run and completely gave out. He, like, took a shin to the face as he fell down. But it could have been – I could have been getting worked. I don't know. 
maybe. I would say if there was legwork going on, then it likely would have been part of the story of mm. the match. But if there wasn't anything to do with the leg prior and then that happened, then maybe it was the latter. Master was working the leg prior, but I don't know if it was mm. the reverse. This is the issue Man. when you've watched three shows in a row and many matches. Um, I was concerned that I was going to start forgetting about things. And it's happened already. Uh, you know, it probably it probably was because like afterwards he like fired up and like oh. ignored his leg and shit. So it just uh, looked kind of it looked like a legit. Uh, they did work too. I'll admit, it. I guess I have to. <laughs> I love um Massa's fire in general. Like he's got that kind of mm. like like that that he's got like a charisma to him, but it's like a quiet charisma, which I kind of mm. dig. And he's got like a real like kind of um. A fiery drive when he gets going that I'm just all about. Um, he's he's been like real good for a long time, but he's sort of like struggled mm. to break through to that next level, I guess. But you can tell he's got the goods, so he's he's a real uh, interesting guy to watch, especially like going forward. I think. There's a rad spot where uh, Keto had him in the crucifix, and instead of like. Going with it, he just sat out like almost like a Samoan drop, but he had him in the crucifix. That was pretty dope. I've never seen that happen. Just something like, ah, fuck it, I'm just gonna sit out. Was that that was the one you um you tweeted on on the Twitter, right? Did I do the gift that too? Yeah, I think so. Maybe that Probably. was a different one. I don't know. There was a there was a fucking yeah. There's a spot later that I have an audio clip where I have to play it because it's so funny. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, this wasn't like the, the best match of the tournament, just like real consistent, Solid fun. Like I love just watching wrestling like this. It's just so good and so sound. Like I wish we got more shit like this on Dynamite each week. Like mm, That'd be nice. It's just that'd so fun fun. to watch. Anyway, um, in lieu of not having any more awkward silence, are we ready to move on to the next match? Yep. Okay, six-man tag match. Uh, this is where we get to see the juniors in action. We've been getting a, a sweet like junior six-man tag, it feels like, the last couple of shows, and they're all bloody real fun. Um, mm. I remember enjoying the shit out of this. So we've got the Stinger faction of Hayata, Katara, Suzuki, and Yoshinari Ogawa versus the Congo team of How, Neo, and Tadasuke. What do we think so about this At first, this I, didn't one? Know these, I didn't know these guys' names, so I did have some nicknames here. I said some emo-looking dudes and Quang. Wait, which <laughs> team are you even talking about right now? <laughs> I said it was the the four Kong. I had the Congo guys versus some emo looking dudes and Quang. You remember Quang? You don't. You don't remember Quang, man. I'm not familiar with Quang. It was Savio Vega when he was a ninja in the WWE. You don't remember that shit? Oh shit! I think that's one of the things that's been. Yeah, holy shit. I just think I think it was what his name was uh, the guy with the lucha mask on or basically the hood. What was his name? Um, that would be Suzuki. Who with his is the entrance mask? Yeah, Suzuki. That'd be Katara Suzuki. Suzuki. Yeah, 
Yeah, I just said he looked kind of like Quang because he had a Quang style mask. All right, the joke fell flat because he didn't know the fucking reference. <laughs> We're going to have to cut that one. That one's cut. We're cutting that one. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's cut, cut that one and move on. Um... But yeah, I thought this was just fun as shit. I loved the seeing how and Neo, the um, basically Congo Junior tag team together. I think they got some real fun like combo offense. What were you gonna say? No, definitely. I was just saying I really enjoy watching those two wrestle together. They're probably my favorite uh, Junior tag at the moment in uh, Noah. Did um, Tadasuke annoy you less on tonight's show? Yeah. He definitely seems to annoy me less now he's in Congo. Yeah. That, because one of the things that used to really annoy me is we're in the middle of a match where he'd go to each corner side of the ring and, like, do some sort of pose, like a fist pump type thing mm-hmm. after one move and then just get whacked. It's like, oh, please, yeah, and he'd, like, happen. just soak it up so ridiculously long. Yeah. Mm. You're overly confident. Yeah. Oh, so, you could say like, that. The first time, the first time was funny, but then when you see it every match, it's like, oh my god, please stop. It's too much. Yeah, now you just look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that out the outside, they did the change, uh, like a chain of Irish whips with all the guys getting in reverse, but they did like a panning camera. So as the cameraman went around, he caught each guy going into the Irish whip, and they get reversed, and then all go into the fucking guardrails, and I gotta say, Noah's guardrails are so fucking loud, and they look super flimsy, <laughs> but they're so fucking loud. They're great. It's <laughs> maybe because there's hardly anybody any in the arena, but they just make the perfect noise. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. They and they sound really painful as well every time a guy like yeah. hits them. Oh, it's definitely. just like ooh. some great rattle shots. Yeah, um, and I love Congo's fucking. Chain elbow drop thing. Oh, they yeah. just keep on running and dropping elbows repeatedly. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, the continuous elbows. That's, I love yeah, it more and more every one. time I see it. It's so great. Oh, it's, it's even better when there's like eight of you doing it. It's just freaking hilarious. Yeah, like, we jump have like the, the dudes that aren't even in the match doing it. Yeah. It's yeah, like a clown car. <laughs> <laughs> All these clowns coming out, dropping elbows. <laughs> Um, I think Ben, you and I were like remarking previously about just like how great the veteran duo of um Katara Suzuki and Ogawa are, but I feel like Hayato oh, yeah. complements that really well because he's like in some ways like sort does. of a flippy guy, but at the same time, I get the vibe that he's like a veteran at the same time, if that mm. kind of makes sense. It, it definitely seems the move from Rat Tails to Stinger is definitely seem to enhance his in-ring capabilities. He just seems to come across better. I don't know if it's wrestling with these two guys. just seems to suit him. It just brings out more qualities that he has in the ring. He just seems to be... I just really enjoy watching him at the moment. Yeah, I love, like, the the um, salty veteranness of all these guys kind of mm. together. It's almost like the, the salty veteranness of one cross-pollinates with the other, and then they all become grumpier old men, and mm. it's great. <laughs> They're all very it's, it's really as well. It's insane to see a gal is fifty three. It's just ridiculous when you think how good he still is at what age he is. I don't think he's like physically aged since like he reached his late thirties. Like he just got like that vampire thing it? where he just looked exactly the yeah. same since like the yeah. early two thousands. 
nothing to do with he the literally hasn't changed when I was watching the early Noah show. It's the exact same everything. He he's literally not changed anything in twenty years. <laughs> the same height, it's the same hair, it's just the same physique. It's like the man looks as young as old. It just doesn't age. He's yeah. a vampire. Yeah, this is um zebra tights, Jeremy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although I do, I do like his reverse zebra tights when it does the, when he does the opposite. It looks better. Ooh. I love when you guys say zebra. Oh, because you're you're a zebra. <laughs> yeah, like a real person. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, I see how it is. If there's one thing I draw the lines on, is the pronunciation of zebra. <laughs> oh, one uh, thing for Ogawa that I've quite liked, there appears to be a growing sentiment of his, his nickname that I'm seeing on um, Twitter and the Noah social media stuff lately, where people are affectionately referring to him as Rat Boy, which I really like. <laughs> I feel like it suits him quite well. Sneaky Rat Boy. Wait, there's Noah Twitter? Not like the official one, more like Hisame and um, yeah. the discussions that come out of that. Um, I thought it was like Black Twitter, where there's like a whole bunch of people talking about Noah all day and we just don't know about it. There is like more <laughs> of a subculture of people who talk about Noah like on the um, social media than you would expect. Like, I mean, it's like still quite small compared to like, you know, the amount of people talking about New Japan and shit, but it's good to see. And I feel like it's growing more and more. Um, like, I thanked uh, Hisame for some of the info that we had for the last episode. Mm. And she said that it was, like, just great to see, like, how Ooh. many more people there is, like, talking about Noah. And I think that's, like, so true because, like, even just watching now, like, I feel like there's there's more people talking about the N1 than there had been in um, last year or back when it was the, the Global League. So it's good to see. I think, I think we owe uh, a, lot, a lot of that is from us. Oh yeah, let's we, give us we all deserve a lot uh, of the credit here. ourselves a little pat on the back. Yeah. yeah, spreading the Noah love. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all us. It's all us guys. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but all, uh, all five of the people that listen to this podcast, but they're they're very enthusiastic people. We love our listeners. Yeah, all about it. <laughs> they're gonna lose their shit when they get two shows in less than a week. No. Oh, they're not gonna know what to think. And then we're going to get to the end of this run of the N1, and then we're not going to do another show in a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, all right. So then after this match, we go back to N1 official matches. We have Block A action uh, with Go Shiyazaki against Kazushi Sakuraba. And what a, what a bloody contrast of styles match this was. And I thought it was Ooh, like... Yeah. Super interesting to watch. I really enjoyed watching this one. I thought this Agreed. was a big, big test for Sakuraba as well. Because, like, I mean, we talked last time about how you can tell, like, Sakuraba's, like, really kind of, like, almost seems like he's falling in love with, like, pro wrestling again. And he's just, like, really going all out far more than he did in his New Japan run or, like, mm. more earlier on in his Noah run, where he's taken, like, bigger bumps and... I think, like, winning his first title, like, seems to really have, like, mm. meant, made a change in his kind of performance. And it's just, you can see he's just, like, enjoys it. And it's just, like, so nice to see. 
But this one, he like really, I think it was like he wanted to have the the big Goshiyazaki yeah. match that kind of people would expect. And yeah, he took some nasty looking shit for a oh, dude that's taken yeah. the beatings that Kazushi Sakuraba has over the years. Well, he definitely some huge chops and larrets in this one. Some huge, those forearms at the end to the top of the head. Yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah. That's um, those kind of like Vader clubs that Go's been doing mm. lately. Love them. Yeah, just right to the dome. Yeah. I like at the beginning, uh, toward the match, uh, Sakharov just like opened his chest up to like go ch- uh, chop him. And he, then he does like essentially a Yano style shrug. It's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I loved how it's like all of the Go Shiyazaki matches mm. are pretty much dudes get chopped, don't like it, <laughs> decide to work Go's arm, which yeah. to prevent the power of the chops, which works for a time, and then Go's just huge fucking balls eventually like <laughs> repower his arm back up and then his larrating arm is back. And he gets some good ones towards the end. So hundred percent. I've in my notes here. I've mentioned it several times how that's going on. Like <laughs> it goes almost goes almost dumb at points. He's like, your arm is every time you do it, it hurts, dummy. What do you? <laughs> why do you keep doing this? <laughs> but it's just that like mental commitment. He's like, I Ooh. fucking clothesline. Like that's what I do. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, just because this guy's worked over my arm, I'm not going to let him win. Uh, I'm just going to keep clubbing him uh, with my arm till it doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. In some ways, I, I could say this is repetitive where, yeah. storytelling, but I feel like it gets better every time. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I really enjoyed the way Zacharaba worked over Go's arm, starting with the rails, then he uses the ring, then he has it on when he's on the ground, the holds he has on it, or just working on it, just then kicking the right arm. It's just the variations to take away goes chops and merits was just, and just nice to see the way he, uh, oh, the rest of IQ he has just do the same thing, just so many different ways. Just enjoyed watching him. Well, he is the IQ yeah, wrestler. Go mm. was awesome. Cause there's one point where, uh, Zachary was going for the double wrist lock and he just like, Reverses it and drops him with a big brain buster. So it's just I, the whole match was really great. I, I mm. love the dichotomy of the two, the difference of styles. Mm. Yeah, and I love as well like that Sakuraba's finish is that like Sakuraba lock, like that double wrist lock. So it made so much yeah. sense that he was like working the arm over the whole time. And just I thought it like came together so well. And then um, this uh, ended up being Sakuraba's first loss of the tournament. Is mm. that right? Yes, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I, I I was sort of like, I didn't see it as like a big upset, but I was like kind of like a bit surprised at the same time. But um, yeah, I thought overall it was it was great. Um, and it's interesting as well, the idea that like Go as the GHC champion, if he takes a loss in the tournament, basically like that guy's then going to, you know, have a, a right to a title shot later on. So, like, that so sort of, de- like... Def- definitely does work that way. If someone ta- gets a win over Goat in the tournament, he will actually give the the uh, challenge at the title. Yep, and I'd assume the same thing from Keno with the national title. Hmm. So just Somebody add- actually pointed out recently how 
WWE, whenever somebody has a title shot, they always call it championship opportunities now. They never say title shots. They say championship opportunities. And I heard it twice this week. I'm like, holy shit, that's obnoxious. <laughs> I, I love how, like, some people actually, like, changed their vocabulary to suit it. Like, they act, like, because it's such an unnatural. The humans, they acquiesce to it. Like, I guess we're saying championship opportunities now. Oh, if I ever say championship opportunity, please just fucking kill me, hey. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so everyone check seek out this match. I, I really enjoyed this, and I thought, like, the, the storytelling through it was, like, super interesting. And, like, I feel like Sakuraba's one of the most interesting guys to watch through this whole tournament because, like, I don't know, there's something about him to where I just, like, pay a little bit more attention when Sakuraba's wrestling compared to other guys, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, like, you know, knowing the beatings that he's gone through over the years, it, like, just really makes me wince, like, every time he takes something that looks nasty, like, a lot more than most other guys. But, yeah, great match. Uh, and then we get up to the uh, main event. Of the evening, one that I think a lot of people are really looking forward to, a B-block match of Marafuji against Kashi Segura. Uh, this, honestly, is a match that could, like, main event, you know, like Noah's big shows of the year, like their Yokohama shows or whatever. And here it is just as, as a main event of a Corican show in the N1. Um, and holy shit, <laughs> they, like treated this like it was the main event of one of the mm. biggest shows of the year. Yeah, they beat the show yeah. each other. This is a really, really oh. strong match. This is my favorite so far. Ooh. Favorite match of the entire tournament when I remember I was saying after that first match, how can anything like top this Nakajima Keno match? And then it's almost like two main events now have uh, potentially topped it and one another. I think in my mind, I still love that Segura-Tanaguchi match the best at this point, but I can totally see um, where you're going with that one because I thought this was a fabulous match. I I may have to agree with Ben. I think it might be my favorite as well. I just love the whole thing. Just two clear veterans who knew what they were, shit they were doing and it was fucking hard-hitting as hell. Uh, at one point, let me ask, I don't know what he was actually going for. They were on the apron, and it looks like Sud was going to go for either a gut wrench to the, to the floor or a power bomb. Like, what the hell was going on there? Like, he's going to murder the man either way he goes. I was envisioning a uh, gut wrench because of that, like, That's what you imagine? background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. And, there, and to me, I was expecting it to actually go because it's Noah. Like, this guy's going to powerbomb this motherfucker off the apron. <laughs> I um I dug this as well. It was almost like just watching two like masters, like just two guys that have been so good for so long, just like veterans at the top of their game, just being able to like put it all out there and just like show how good they are with someone who's like as good like at that same level. It was just like such a treat to watch. Um obviously like Marafuji's like crazy good chops. Um, Segura's like ridiculous forearms and knees. Like this was, 
This was like my favorite kind of Marafuji, honestly, like where you just see mm. that sort of more brutal side compared to other times mm. you see his more kind of flashy side. Um, and, but yeah, I feel like so far, Segura has easily been the MVP of the mm. tournament. I'd probably have to agree with you on that one. He's uh, consistently across the board. I've found he's probably, his match has been the most enjoyable to watch so, so far for me. He's just, just, although my favourite is when he actually does that running big boot, mm. the combo he does in the corner. It's just, just beautiful. Just that the running Yakuza kick boot. in the corner. Yeah. And then he does the big knee and pulls up with a big brain bust off the, the ropes. It's uh, with a, depending on how he's feeling, sometimes you might get a bit of a stalling one. Mm-hmm. It's always just nice to see his power. Yeah. But I thought Marafuji was in, at his most brutal when he did that pile driver on the ring apron. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Shit. I forgot about that. I have that I have that noted that pile driver mm. was nasty. When he he pulls it out every now and then, it's just like, mm, I like it. It's just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of my faves to see him do it. When he's when he's got more of that hard edge instead of more less of his flashy stuff and just more of his brutal, I'm gonna hurt you stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Just almost nice the same um, Marafuji to a point that we'd see in that like Kenta series. I mean, obviously we saw some crazy oh. athletic stuff through that his series oh, yeah. of epic matches with Kenta, but like Kenta brought like mm. out of more of a, a raw like violent side of him. I feel, and that's like really what we got here. That's an, they normally didn't he do his he used to do like a, a sunset flip to the outside. He'd always him and Kenta mm-hmm. jump over him and just. Powerbomb, it's like just stuff. Like, and there, another nice one I always like when he did the big moonsault off the ropes over the guardrails. It's just like you look like he's going to take off his own head getting over the the rails, but he just always hit it. It's just that's that's now I that it. I think about it, one that he must have retired a little while back. So I can't remember yeah. seeing that since his um his I, younger I, days. I haven't seen that one for quite a while. It is interesting to see how he's evolved his game, though. Like, mm. I think in a lot of ways he's a much smarter wrestler now than he was in that Kenta series, but, like... Yeah. yeah. You can see the effect it's had on the body from, like, even, like, five to ten years ago, how he's had to sort of drop a bit of size so his body just can't handle... Because he was a huge motherfucker for his... How high, how tall he was. He he's always had an enormous him. chest, hey? Mm. Oh, that chest is just beast-like, and then... You can sort of slowly tell the amount of crazy stuff he's done in his career. It's slowly worn away at him. And it's just, he's reinvented himself. And now he just, he still has the flashy, but it's more more ground and stuff, more closer on the kicks than these, just the versatility shows. Just love watching him work. Yeah, I think a big turning then, point for him was the match that he had with Kenny Omega in DDT on one of their mm. big um, shows of the year. It was like a big singles match. And Kenny, like, fucking dropped him, like, real ugly, like, on his shoulder and, like, really fucked him up. And um, I think he actually, like, came out and said how that changed his game. And I think he was out for a long time after that. And when he came back, his style was, like, distinctly different. Um, but yeah, I think he's I still like a very way. smart wrestler. Kind of reminds me a bit of um, Muto in that way of being like a real mm. smart wrestler who's evolved. Mm. Uh, the the video freeze uh, for you guys like at toward the end there's like a a part where Marafuji was like doing a, a comeback and all of a sudden it cut out for me for a little bit. Oh no, I didn't get and that. I, and I tried to I tried to play it back like three times and it was. 
the whole the same spot they cut out for a, while, a little bit. Not a long time by any means, but. Oh, I think I watched this one on the Beamer, so I didn't have that problem for me. Yeah, I think I did the same. So. I watched yeah. it on either DDT or a Beamer, one of those two. Yeah. Anyway, mm. um, yeah. I thought this was interesting as well that it ended in a, a 30 minute draw again, mm. um, which yeah. I love uh, that through this tournament we've seen so many like draws. Like in reality, uh, when you have guys that are like this good, in theory, you should see quite a few 30 minute draws. Yeah. Which, like, you ne- You're not you, going to always get it. You only get like one. Generally speaking, in the G one, but like if that, yeah, if that. Whereas I think it like totally yeah. makes sense. Where if you have two guys that are at the top of their game, they're not going to be beating one another within thirty minutes necessarily. Hmm. But you also in these ones, you also get the the knockout finishes, which I can't remember if I've ever seen one in the G one. Like, yeah. There may have been one, but I don't remember seeing the the, the variation finishes. It's the draws, the knockouts. The submissions, it just seems more versatile the way the match is finished. So you just, you know, you can't actually predict it. It's not as easy. Sometimes you just say, oh, fuck, it actually finished. I did not expect that to happen. Yeah, and it like makes yeah, I really, really like all the carefully. knockouts. Mm. I think the knockouts actually added quite a bit like of realism. And for a brief moment, I said, I wonder why they can't do this more in America. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah because of all it implies. It implies that this guy has got a concussion and he has CTE. They're, like, mm. they're not going to do that, unfortunately. That's yeah. such but a weird thing to it's me. It's so great. It's so great. All of a sudden, the guy's like, gets kicked directly in the head. Oh, he's unconscious. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, why wouldn't that happen more often, in theory? Yeah. There's actually quite a few knockouts in this tournament, and I'm like, Ooh. at first I was like, this seems to be kind of like they're going with this ending quite a bit, but again, it's more realistic that people are getting kicked directly in the head quite a bit. <laughs> and it like puts more investment into those big strikes as well, because like it's not like Ooh. you're just watching and be like, all right, we know this isn't the finish. What are they going to do next? When are they going to do the finishing move? You know, that's like you see a big strike, and like at any moment it could be over, which I feel like those mm. educational kind of finishes, which were a big thing with Baba in all Japan from time to time. He'd have like a big, a big pushed match that ends in like five or 10 minutes just to keep the audience on their toes. Mm. Um, and I feel like Marafuji is the, um, you know, the booker of Noah has like carried that, that forward in a really good way. I guess Marafuji and Nosawa. In my notes, I did put literally my favorite main event yet. So I guess I'm going to have to agree with myself here. It was my favorite <laughs> main event. <laughs> Just had like an epic feel to it overall. Um, For sure. And yeah, I, I loved it. I thought this was Marafuji's best performance uh, by far. Um, and yeah, just a heck of a match to make sure everyone goes out of their way to watch. Uh, any other thoughts uh, on this one before we move on? All right. Well, with that, we move on to night four of the tournament. Uh, this also, again, as we said before, took place at um, Corrigan Hall. Now, these next two shows are interesting um, because it took place on the same day. Uh, on the, um, the 23rd of September, we had a day show and then we had an evening show. Um, I feel like if this was normal, um, 
normal times, they probably wouldn't have gone for that. But with like COVID and everything, they're like, hey, you know, we're not going to have that many people coming to this anyway. So people that are going to be here are diehard enough to watch two shows in one day. So fuck it. Um, which I thought was like, yeah, why not? Um, so first we have the day show. Um, and our opening match of the show was uh, another match featuring our, our boy Kenya Okada with uh, Daisuke Harada and Yohei. Uh, so basically, Kenya Okada teaming with the former Rattels members um, against uh, the full throttle team of uh, Tsushi Katoge, Hajime Ohara, and Seiki Yoshioka. Uh, now, Jeremy, I'm envisioning there's some dudes in this match that you may not have seen before. Did they get cool names at all? Mm. Uh, I. The full throttle guys, sadly, I, I just called them full throttle because I feel that was most appropriate. And then uh, for Yohei, I didn't catch his name, so I just called him Mr. Blonde. <laughs> A beautiful nod to Reservoir Dogs there. Yes, sir. Is uh, Yohei known for cutting dudes' ears off and his striking dancing? I, yes, I'll say yes. That's what I've heard. All right. All right Dude, cool. a great pride. <laughs> to me, Yohei is like basically um, improved Japanese version of Jeff Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of Deranged. Japanese oh, deranged. yeah. I can see that. Oh, man. I haven't thought of Deranged in the longest time. Shout out to, uh, to Special K, now beautiful early ROH memories. Mm-hmm. Wait, was Deranged? Dixie? He was, was the, he was the leader. Dixie. Dixie was the other guy. was the white guy. Who had Izzy. He was also, I think, Insane Dragon. No, Izzy was Insane Dragon. Oh, that, yeah. That, but yeah, Dixie was Dixie was another guy. And then Deranged was like the leader of the whole clique. Yeah. And let's not forget about Hydro. Yes, Hydro? The, one, the most successful member of the group. Jay Lethal. Um, anyway, back to the show. We love ourselves some fucking special K. Let's go off. Slim J. <laughs> Who? Oh, Slugger. You remember Slugger? Slugger, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. We got Cheech. We got Cloudy. Don't even come at me. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Um, oh, God. Uh, anyway, I feel like I was looking forward to your thoughts on um, Seiki Yoshioka. Uh, he's like the young, pretty member of Full Throttle uh, because I feel like he is the best get that they've had from um, yeah. Wrestle One. I feel like this guy's just got tremendous upside. Which dude is that? Uh, one of the cool kicks. Hello? So not one of the guys not with the pink hair. Or the one guy uh, had pink hair, not him. No, that's Katogo. Okay. And then we Green have shorts. Ohara with the with the fancy shorts. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember. And then Yoshioka was the yeah, the other member of the team. So not not much I, thoughts. No, I was terribly crazy about after this match really. I mean, everyone was awesome again, it was cool, but nothing stand out terribly except for it seemed like the match ended on a two count. What was the finish? I can't even remember this. A Again, draw. I watched too much wrestling. 
Oh, was it a draw? Is that why they stopped this too? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was they were the guy was at a pin in a pinning his predicament. They went to two, one, two, and all of a sudden the match was over. I'm like, did the match just end yeah. on a two count? What the fuck yeah. happened there? Uh, I think it was O'Hara and Yohei were going back and forth trading two counts, and it just ended yeah. in a summer draw, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, this was the the draw, which again mm. that like, part was lost in translation. Just mm. like a, a throwaway <laughs> opening mat, opening card, six man tag, and it ends in a draw. Like just keep you on your toes. Mm. I really like this booking wise. Mm. And I thought this was like a real fun match. Like of all of the mm. opening matches that we've talked about so far, that's like yeah, it's it's like good and perfect opening match. I thought this was the best one so far. I do like right. that funny pose that the full throttle guys do in the yeah. ropes. <laughs> just uh, they all surround the guy and have their feet on his face and just yeah, yeah. and pose. then doing the rev of the handlebars. Yeah, like, right. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love um Katoge's like his his version of an engine of like ba 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 ba. This was uh, this was good, um, and I, as always, I'm a big, big fan of Daisuke Harada. Thought he looked great here. Mm. I'll never not oh. love his sweet um, forearm to the belly, belly to belly, and his belly to belly. Two really cool and moves. Insane belly to belly release off the ropes. I really, really liked. He always hits it so snappy and fast. Mm. So good, and uh, yeah, Yohei. Also, just, sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, I really love that move. Sepeda's where he comes off the ropes and almost kicks, kicks down on the guy. I don't know what it is or what it's called, but yeah. Yeah, he has some just stuff that I don't see anyone else do, and that's like one of the reasons right. why I'm so impressed by him. Hmm. Or he almost gets one foot underneath him and the other he kicks down on their back or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, crazy athletic. Know. Very impressive. Apparently he... Huh. um. Yeah. He actually like trained to wrestle in the UK and had his first match in the UK um, before then coming over and then training from the ground up in uh, Wrestle One, and then eventually debuting there in Japan, what, which I thought he, was very I, interesting. What? So he moved to England. To I don't know whether learn. he like went to college or something in England, yeah. but yeah, he like basically yeah. learned to wrestle over there and had his first match over there, and yeah. then. Um, redid it all over in Japan. So I don't know whether that's got, he's got like a bit of that sort of like indie style, like mm. fast high spots kind of Black thing to him. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. Oh, I also like uh, O'Hara, that little pin he does where he sort of crazy, where he pins one arm and one leg, that crazy submission thing he did. I And he spins it around and pulls back on their lower back. I have no idea what it is, though. Yeah, he's got... I love his, like, wacky lucha submissions. Mm. Um, and, yeah, sneaky pins and just, again, I feel like he's just Japanese version of Alex Shelley. I love him. Mm. And some crazy backbreaker things he does, too, off the when they're coming off the ropes at him. Oh, yeah. Like, just that, yeah. that classic, like, tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Mm. He just does it so darn well. So crisp, so quick. It's a beautiful move, but yeah, he mm. does it so good. Um, anything else on this match, guys? No, I think so. I think I'm good. Fun, fun match. If you're watching uh, Night 4, um, 
Do not skip this match and go straight to the N1 matches. Make sure you sit yourself down and watch this one. This is not a throwaway opening match by any means. Uh, then we have our opening uh, N1 match of the evening, Block B, with Keno against Yoshiki Inamura. So Congo, uh, in fight of, of Congo, Congo versus Congo. We have the leader versus uh, one of the big heavies of Congo. Uh, I think Yoshiki Inamura had, had a lot to prove in this one against Keno. Um, in, in no way was I thinking in this match Inamura was ever going to have a chance of actually beating Keno, um, but I knew we were going to try real hard. He did start off really well, and Keno had to take it outside and sort of change the momentum of the match. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. The way just the way Inamura started, just so just dominant so early. So that balls to the wall. Mm. Yeah, the story was obvious here. Definitely, basically trying to impress the boss, not mm. trying to go too far, but not backing down one inch. It was really awesome. But yeah, when he uh, took him outside and whipped him actually chest first into the guardrail, that was freaking mm. awesome. I love that. Loud that, as fuck. That always yeah. reminds me of like that Bret Hart hitting the buckle thing. Mm-hmm. Where he hit it like chest first. Um, but yeah, I thought that was great. And um, yeah, and loved it. Was, uh, after that, dropped the he went on the apron and they dropped the double knees to his chest. Oh yeah, the, like that was. Mm. If you landed that square, somebody would fuck them up. Oh god, yeah. right he, those he always lands those double knees pretty darn heavy though. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not like he, it's not like he's just half going. He get, he lands in the middle and doesn't just sort of stays there and gets off. So he he always does the hurt. It's I do enjoy watching him. Yeah, same with like his double stomps, where it's like you see other <laughs> dudes do this like pussy ass like like what Paul Pat Devitt's been doing it lately, where it's like they barely make any contact and just like fall off. He just like lands full force on them and like steps off kind of thing. Like it's brutal and it's beautiful. Mm. Big fan. Reminds me of like Naoki Sano in that way. Just crush a dude's ribs with your double stomps. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) I also love that head kick he did as uh, Inamura was coming off the ropes with that flying um, shoulder. Yeah. Hit him in the yeah, and I really want to put over, like, the finish to this match, which is, like, I loved going down that finishing stretch, how hot it was, and then he just caught him with slap after slap, oh, and then he just, like, knocked him out with a fucking, <laughs> like, slap. I thought that was so great. It was after my favorite move where he does his running sumo push thing. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, Keno takes control and just drops him. It was, I loved it. Yeah. That open palm. Bang. Yeah. Inamura hit a beautiful, beautiful belly to belly, like just a little bit before that as well. It was like mm-hmm. picture perfect. That guy's, honestly, how long has he been wrestling? Like for quite a while? Cause I'm no, not, not very WWE. long at all. Like he's still quite he's only, young. Yeah, he's only 27. I think he only got, didn't he, like a couple of years ago, go up from just a rookie? Yeah, I feel yeah, like he's only so. been in Noah for like three years or something like that. Mm. that. That guy can be a top prospect. I mean, I know you guys don't want all the Japanese wrestlers going to America, but <laughs> dude, he would be dope. And like, if he got pretty damn fine tuned and going to NXT, he's awesome. No, don't don't tell Regal and Triple H. I don't want him to know. <laughs> it's an AEW. What's going on over there? <laughs> hey, Tony. 
Man, I um, yeah, I feel I get like Marshima vibes from him. Ooh, like just that love big Marishima. host dude. Yeah, I, I would love mm. to see Marshima to uh finally do a comeback. Oh, I see his clothesline. It's not derailed by his alcoholism and diabetes, but um, <laughs> if not, at least we've got Inamora. <laughs> All right. Uh, so again, real fun match here. Highly recommend checking this one out. Didn't go too long, but it was fucking hot while it was going. Um, then we go on to the A block match with Kazushi Sakuraba. <laughs> Versus Masa Kitamiya. I mean, yes, Masa Kitamiya. I was super stoked for this one, and then and I was like, "Oh, this should be great!" And it didn't last very long to be great. It was so great in its own way, but yeah, I was like, "Oh, I was expecting more," but still cool. <laughs> to me, this was like exactly what I was expecting. Like weirdly, like I was, I was thinking, oh, I don't know if Mas is going to last that long against Sakuraba. Sakuraba's matches are generally a bit shorter. Um, it was two and a half minutes. <laughs> Ate him up, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was like they shook hands and it was over. <laughs> Look, okay, maybe it was a little bit shorter than I was expecting, but I thought it was great for what it was. Yeah. My so- only note I have written down here is Sakuraba is wearing him out early. <laughs> and he proceeded to wear know. him out early. <laughs> yes, he did. It was, a, it was like a leg lock, wasn't it? He finished him off with. I believe so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I just love watching mm. Sakuraba's submissions. Hate like they just look mm. so much better than everyone else's. Mm. I love that. My first impression is he looks like a jogger. <laughs> yeah, how's, how's this feeble old jobber doing now? Just a fucking a fun killer. Run. Not jobber, jogger. Like a fun runner. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you've, if you've got two and a half minutes in your life that you want to do something with, give this a watch. Good stuff. I would say, even if you have the two minutes free, you can skip this one. <laughs> Um, then we go on to uh, another hard-hitting battle, uh, B-block action, Nakajima against my boy, Shuhei Taniguchi. This is nasty. It started out nasty, man. He's like, just kicks him in the head and looks like the match is over because the guy rolls out and is unconscious <laughs> on the floor. It's like, oh, another KO, but no, they actually picked up and got back in the ring, but yeah. It was a nasty beginning. I was I was almost expecting it to be over already. Yeah, same. Nakajima completely controlled like the first five ten minutes of the match. Yeah, I mean, and it makes sense from from like watching the amount of punishment oh, that Taniguchi's yeah. taken in the last couple matches. Yeah, it was another situation where I was like, I think, I think this guy's legit hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I such Taniguchi a might fucking die by the end of this tournament. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's basically yeah, he was like out on a the zombie in so some long. ways. They were, they were doing the 20 count, and he was not getting up. So Nakajima went out there at 17, and they stopped counting, which normally the ref would still keep counting, oh. but they they stopped the count. <laughs> Sorry, maybe this guy needs to get help, a little help to get in the ring. 
Wasn't Nakajima laying in the ring, like, doing a starfish type thing? I, I didn't. I, I was just focused on fucking Tanaguchi, like, literally being... <laughs> he looked comatose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were some moments of real concern during this match. Yeah. Then he comes back and lands some brutal clotheslines. And that uh, double chop he does, I really like it. Oh, really, I love his really um, love his old Polish hammer. Love that someone's like brought back the Ivan Putski Polish hammer in in twenty twenty and getting it over. He does it so well. I, I really like... fucking love Nakajima's obnoxious pose in the corner. <laughs> it's like so great. And actually, Hammerstone stole it and does it now in the states. Um, and it was great. Hammerstone or Nagajima saw a picture of Hammerstone do it, doing it and like replied to him like, "Hey, that looks familiar." Uh, but I love that fucking pose. It's so obnoxious and cheesy, like smiling at the crowd and asking them to take pictures of him. So good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I wonder where bloody Hammerstone got that from. Uh, ben and mm, Ben, exactly. you remember Hammerstone's run in Noah last year? No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. I remember saying, uh, I think it was one match. And then there was talk of a second one. And then it was near the end of last year, wasn't it? I think so. He had like was, some um, decent... A little arc with someone. Yeah. I remember was, thinking like if he'd back. finally get some actual wrestling gear, he could be, you know, pretty, he could be something. Was well, it he a started with wrestling gear and switched to this new look. He looked like a, basically a Triple H wrestling player. The most money I've ever it. thought of Hammerstone was. Do you remember when he posted that picture of him having like the sweet Hogan handlebar mustache? Oh yeah, that was a money look. And then he shaved dude, it he's, off. He's pretty damn good, dude. He really is. Like I've seen quite a few matches in person. This guy can mm. fucking go. He looked good in that Noah run. I'll give him credit. Uh, he, he was his last match against Marafuji. Yeah. Did he ever win over Marafuji? I think, I think he got like a big upset win to start with, which is Noah style mm. booking, where they'll bring in a gaijin, have him get like an upset over like a big established guy, and then they'll like feed him to the champ or whatever, and that's pretty much what mm. they did, I think. I also want to make note that I always love Japanese commentators because there's always the words that they don't have a translation for, so they have to say <laughs> the American version, and I yeah. love a I love a good power slam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love Japanese that wrestling that commentary for that reason. It's mm. exactly yeah, exactly. The best. So great. All of a sudden, out of nowhere. Um, I was a big fan in this match of the like soccer kick off almost, like oh, where yeah. Nakajima yeah. was doing like the soccer kicks to Tanaguchi, and he was just like kick it. Like you were saying about Tanaguchi kicking the fences, but bloody. Nakajima was kicking for the fences. I was, like, uh, again, like, really honestly concerned for Taniguchi's <laughs> safety. That looked fucking nasty. Um, and then, well, and what was the actual... Back with a bunch of them, too. Sorry. Yeah, that's... The ending was more PKs, dude. It was more PKs yeah. to the dome, a big body press, and then last... Basically, four PKs to get the pin by the end. Fucking kicked him repeatedly in the head. It was really like the Simpsons. Stop! He's already dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, great stuff, though. But yeah, I, I do have legit concern that Taniguchi is going to be either dead or comatose by the end of this tournament. But we'll 
continue our but he running came away coverage. With the, but he did come away with a win, which was a little bit of a surprise for me. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought the way, so Nakajima, way Nakajima had dominated the match and then Taniguchi comes away with a brutal finish and two points. Yeah, such a great upset. I was so happy for Taniguchi. No, definitely. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting it, but again, so yeah. I... Um, they keep you guessing. Sorry? They keep you on your toes, some of yeah, the results. exactly. It, like, right not, when you think something's happening. too predictable, it's like, mm. no, upset. Uh, yeah, even I, like, who's not been necessarily faithfully follow this mm. stuff, could catch the vibes that mm. it, it definitely clearly was an upset victory, and I, mm. I kind of dug that. Yeah. Because the way they've been building up Nakajima and then having a little little misstep, so he's one step backwards, go forward again. It's like just a nice little twist in the storyline. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting match. Uh, very hard hitting, of course. And, um, yeah, Shuhei Tanaguchi getting some points on the board. Mm. Then we go into our main event. A-block action uh, with... Congo member Minabu Soya versus uh, Noah Ace Kaito Kiyomiya. Um, I was I was like, shit, how is this match going to be able to, you know, contend with what we've seen so far? This is a lot of pressure on um, Soya, who, as we said last time, really has something to prove in this tournament. And what more of a proving ground match do you have against, like, the face of Noah for the last, like, couple years um kaito kiyomiya and um man i thought this fucking delivered and then some no definitely yeah fucking great match with a much bigger guy overpowering but then speed and definitely becoming the factor yeah man i'm tremendous and the finishing sequence was just so fucking cool yeah i don't want to jump ahead necessarily but yeah just really really love this one Yeah, it was, like, such a great story of, like, the big power dude against, like, the guy who's, like, the the more well-rounded uh, wrestler and the, the smarter wrestler, I guess. Um, you know, uh, just, yeah, I thought it was so well done. Like, the storytelling was, was quite simple in a way, but just, like, exactly uh, what it should have been. Yeah, they did one of those uh, great... I love the spots when the guy just won't let go of a headlock or an arm, and then the situation with the arm bar, and he gave him a body slam, and he said, fuck it, I'm still, I'm holding on to your arm, and I'll give a damn. Yeah, I'm loving how this is sort of a repeated thing as we're watching um, Kaito through the N1, like we're seeing this spot where he's like just not giving up this headlock, or one of the other matches he had like almost like a dragon sleeper that he was not letting go of either. Mm. Just these little things that sort of like, reward you for paying attention earlier mm-hmm. yeah um what else do we think about this the early goings of this one no i really enjoyed it and the big chops sawyer does just fucking brutal mm-hmm. so the the perfect that poetry motion drop kick that paper just just seems to be able to do it well yeah man I'm just going to say it. I feel like Kaito has a better dropkick than Okada. I'm putting it out there. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm back in that. I, I do appreciate the quality of the dropkick. Just 
I also have a bit of hate for Ricardo, so I'm a little, little biased. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm with you on Kato. Yeah. Um, just uh, I've actually also appreciated seeing more of his groundwork. Yeah. I've really just seen his more of more a bit more showy. Now it seems seems a bit more grit, a bit more wrestling IQ involved, and just to see how he works on the ground has been really enjoyable to see the, the evolution of him. Yeah, I think that's, like, what I was trying to say, like, through his last match as well, which is we're seeing so much more of, like, consistency through his entire game and, like, especially, like, the actual just, like, hard-nosed wrestling through it. Um, Like, I feel like he's just getting so much better to where, again, like, how's – to think of how good this guy's going to be in, like, five years is, like, scary. And I also forgot to say how much I love that. German and Tiger Suplex, he does. Oh, yeah. The, the versatility, it's just, he has everything. Not limited, this young man. He had the same matches, he, he, as we were saying about him holding on here. He had a front face lock that he just wouldn't let go for quite a mm. while. So, yeah, he's a much smaller guy, but he's like, he just goes at him and just locks on. He's, it's hard to get him off you. Yeah. And I definitely agree, Jeremy, on the finish. I really enjoyed yeah. that, too. It was insane. It, they, there's a Brain Buster and then a DVD and then two what a DVD. beautiful DVD and then we have a German a huge knee another German and then a beauty of a Tiger Suplex I'm like fucking A it's, I'm such a big dude it's fucking great <laughs> yeah oh yeah, Saya is not a shrinking violet that man is fucking massive mm. yeah and I reckon he's got like my favourite spear going at the moment as well. Like, he just rocks dudes with that motherfucker. And his, his clotheslines <laughs> as well. So good. Oh, that fucking clothesline. Yes. Fucking hurts. Yeah. I, um... I kind of feel bad now for saying that, um... Seiki Yoshioka was the best get from Wrestle 1 with, like, how good fucking Sawyer as soon, is looking here. As soon as you said that, I thought, you forget about Sawyer, because I know how much you love him. Yeah. All right, let's go with um, Junior. Yoshioka is the best Junior get, and um, Soya is the best all round. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's go with that. Uh, but yeah, fantastic match. Uh, yeah, I think this had a, ma- a lot to live up to, both you know for for Soya in Noah. Um, I was I thought this was an upset, weirdly. Like as much as um, Kaito's been the, the ace of Noah. As we were saying last time, he's been kind of like in a bit of a redemption story yeah. where he's taken some big losses, um, had a hard going of things early on in the the N1. And then this is really where he's finally started to turn it around. He got like a, a, a big win. So let's see if he can um, continue that momentum through the rest of the tournament. All right. All right. So that closes out night four and now we make it up to night five so the evening of the same day same building and this i feel was the most loaded card of the whole thing so far would you guys agree with that what was your statement i'm sorry i'd say this this show show number five was like the most loaded card in terms of the n1 matches so far oh Dude, um, that's pretty strong. I, I, I'd have to look back and actually recap everything to say for sure, but I think that's pretty strong. It, yeah. The show was full of crackers. 
I mean, like, on paper, when you're looking at it and you're like, all right, on this show, we're going to get Marafuji against Keno. We're going to get Sakuraba against Kaito. We're going to get Segura against Nakajima. And then we're going to get Go against Masaki Mochizuki. Like, that's pretty fucking loaded. You know what? How do you put it that way? (laughs) When you break it down. I, I when I saw it on paper as well, um, I thought like the match order was quite interesting too. Because like a match that I feel mm. could be the main event of any Noah Big Show, Marafuji and Keno, it's like the first and one match of the evening. And then <laughs> again, Segura against Nakajima. That's another like main event of any big time Noah show. And then the actual main event of the show is Go Shizaki against Mochizuki. Um, you made your point, Chris. You made your point. <laughs> no, I'm just like saying it's interesting because like there's these really big matches that I feel like were maybe even bigger than Go and Mochizuki, and maybe mm-hmm. they. I was yeah. surprised they weren't the main event, but with how uh, fair, it played fair, out, fair. I feel like they structured it the way they should have. I do. Uh, I do on paper. Yes, Stephanie Kao and Marufuji does seem like a main event quality match to me. For sure. Mm. Yeah. But um, let's, let's start with the opener. Uh, this one we had, again, my my favorite disco funk man slash cultural appropriator, Muhammad Yone and Shuhei Taniguchi against the uh, Congo duo of Masa Kitamiya and Yoshiki Inamura. So basically the big heavy tag team of Congo. Uh, and I thought this was just a fantastic... Um, showcase for them all in all oh no definitely definitely very fun match some big boys going at it yeah i've slowly became a big fan of the entire congo organization and they appear (laughs) to be heels so i feel like i'm a bad fan so (laughs) just all awesome (laughs) i feel like congo is just so much fun to watch I, i reckon they got a lot of fans just saying yeah um 100 percent um yeah this was just real good <laughs> i don't think i have anything else to say about this match than just like yeah this was real good oh i i did i did like the tanaguchi headbutts and the cone forearms on Amora. that little fun combo where they were both just going at him that's quite enjoyable to see yeah yeah, I um, yeah. I just want to see more big tag matches from um, Inamura and uh, Masa. Really, like no, they're definitely. just such a great tag team. Um, and I, I just want it. I mean, they're both great singles wrestlers as well. Mm-hmm. But I think I want to see more of them in like a, a upper echelon um, present, tag team presentation. But. No, I don't seem to really focus too much on their tag division. The same with New Japan. It sort of seems to be like a secondary thing to sort of tell stories for most of the part, doesn't it? I don't know. I think or... I reckon Noah does a far better job than New Japan of presenting the tag team championship as something that's very important. Like their, um, as example, their, their last big show in um, Yokohama, uh, the, the, that tag title match was the main event of the show. The one where um, Sakuraba mm. and Segura won the titles um, over True. Axis. Um, so you definitely wouldn't see that, yeah, on a, a New Japan show. Yeah, and like it felt like it should have been the main event as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like this, and I love that duo. And um, yeah, all four guys in this match, very very good. 
Um, all right, first and one match of the evening, Block B action. And when, again, I saw this and I'm like, this is the opener? The N1 opener of the evening? Fucking Marafuji against Keno? I had very, very lofty expectations for this because I think both of these guys are just fantastic wrestlers. Um, what did you guys think? Oh, I immediately sat up in my seat. Like, I was like, oh, oh, shit. I, I want to say one thing real quick that I love Keno's music. It's like so aggressive and he's so calm when he comes out. It's like so perfect together. It's like, bah, 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 and he's just like, hey, what's going on? The badass motherfucker. So, yeah, such a great presentation. I don't think anyone's got as good of a badass look like Keno does, though. Like, just when he, like, has that, like, mean stare where he's just kind of, like, squinting with, like, his, his sweet blonde... Um, <laughs> hair, and he just like has his look like he's just gonna fucking murder you. Fuck like, yeah. Yeah. he's a badass. He definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, very catchy music as well. I, I, I often have it like stuck in my head after watching a Noah show. Me too. Good tune. Um, but overall, I think I had such lofty expectations for this match. But, like, Ben, you messaged me after I watched this and you were like, how great was that? And I was like, it was great. But, like, at the same time, um, like, it, just it, because it, of how yeah. good these guys are, like, it, it was almost a bit of a disappointment to me, honestly. But for what it was, a 15-minute match, I thought it was really good. If we were going to get their full capabilities and what they're capable of doing, it did under... The word I'm looking for. Under deliver. Under deliver. That's it. Yeah, I feel like, like if, if these guys the were in a main, main event, event position, yeah. 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 But, but this, as you said, it was only the second match of the night. So it's like for where it was positioned, I thought we got what we were promised. Probably if it was a main event, I would have been a little disappointed. But for the most part, I really enjoyed it, even if it was not as good as it could have possibly been. Yeah. Fair. I I also was completely surprised by the way it finished. I did not see that coming. I Where, that was my favorite part of the match actually. And I, I felt I, I like did really it, enjoy um, it it was what exactly what it should have been yeah. and it was a real like big win uh from from Keno over such a legend like Marafuji. Um and it was such like a, a, a solid um kind of win as well. Would you like, consider like an upset, or just like just a touch point in his career, like kind of just like an yeah. establishment win? Yeah, like I feel like Keno is there. Um, yeah. So at I the don't moment, think Keno was... consistently sits higher in the than Marafuji. Marafuji yep. is more the name on the, the occasion. He definitely still has that big match in you, but day to day, Keno's up there. Yeah, they kind of told that story point. during the match too, like yeah. Where, Marafuji was like taking it to him, but Keno wasn't backing mm. down whatsoever. Yeah. And I also want to say one thing I've noticed on, this, on these shows a couple times, and I just made note here is the corner cam. I really like it the way they use it here in Noah. Like that angle, it just looks really cool, and they they utilize it at the perfect time. Yeah, and they like they'll cut away from it when it's like you can see that it's not necessarily going to capture the point of contact yeah. like they they yeah. do a great job of editing i think yeah um yeah i think my uh 
My thing with this match, so I, I almost like hate to um, criticize something that's this good because like compared to any other wrestling, like it's fucking but you will. great. But of course you will. It's just because I have like such an appreciation of both guys and I hold them to such a high standard that it's like some of the work in there, like I thought some of Marafuji's work was like a bit loose. Um, and like sometimes Ooh. his strikes are like great. Some fighting words there, Christopher. Some fighting words there. Like there was just like <laughs> some stuff that was whiffed that was like, I don't know, I feel like what? these guys are too what? good to be whiffing, you know? Mm. Um, I also thought Keno's selling was a bit shit. Um, insofar yeah. that yeah. I see I Keno. Can, uh, I see that Sorry? Yeah, I, I, I can, I'll give you that one. I definitely agree there. Keno yeah, and underselling sorts. Well, not even underselling. Like, because to me, I see Keno as a guy similar to like Kawada, you know? And like yeah. Kawada was so great at selling because he would, he would no sell stuff but then he would have a level of registering stuff and then like when he would actually sell stuff, it really fucking meant something. So I just thought yeah. like Kawada was like a master of selling in that way, similar mm. to Masawa, I guess. Um, yeah. and, and he always had that badass presentation kind of thing where I see Keno similar, but there was like a lot of Keno's selling through this was just that like kind of overselling rather than saving oh, it okay. and building it up. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I like to be a couple complimentary things if I could. No, no, we need it. <laughs> yeah. There's two spots I really actually like. There's uh, that one uh, sequence where uh, there was the flurries and Keno no sells that one hook kick that uh, Marafuji always does, and then he super kicks him in the face, and that puts them both down. I kind of like that double down there. That was great. And then this one spot, I'm not sure why I never thought about anyone doing this before. The ankle lock where he picks him up and just kicks the guy in the stomach like he, he oh, yeah, I love holds that him move. on the ankle, yeah. lifts him in the air, and just kicks the guy in the stomach. Like, why don't people do that all the time? I feel like because it would fucking suck to take. <laughs> like, taking a kick from that position, there's really no way of bracing yourself for it because you're just kind of like up in the air. And you kind of can like you I guess work it a little bit. Maybe flex not... your midsection, but it looks just yeah. so painful every time he does it. It does, <laughs> which I love. Oh, by the way, I'm uh, in the background while I'm talking to you guys. I have NXT. Kyle O'Reilly's wearing an, a WWE T-shirt with the still the little WWE sticker, like you you would see when you pick it up at the store that you peel off before you wear. It's still on. What a what a nerd. <laughs> Maybe he plans on returning it afterwards. He doesn't want to have to actually have that come out of his paycheck. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I hear they're like taking guys' fucking Twitch money now and taking it out of their fucking um, downside. So you got to pinch every penny you can. Carry on, carry on. Sorry for that nonsense. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to like bury this match too much because it was like a real, it was a very good match, uh, you know, by and large. But just like by dudes that I see as good as they are, there are little things that I guess were maybe ways that I could see maybe they're taking a little bit easy um, compared to some of the just murder and fools matches that um, they've had in other matches. 
All right, but uh, then we go on to uh, A block action with Sakuraba against Kaito Kiyomiya. This was an interesting, interesting. match. Oh, really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Really. I like in this one, uh, Sakuraba didn't seem so quick to end this one like he did with the last match. Like with Masa, he was just ready to get it done. But this one, not so much. And it was great. Well, I feel like you could see Sakuraba was approaching Kaito with like a little bit more respect, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he sort of like saw his technical wrestling game at a bit of a higher level. So I think he was sort of like respecting him a little bit more. Um, I really especially, did. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, especially Kaito Ku choosing to want to, to match Sakuraba on the ground. I was mm-hmm. just about to say that. I was saying it's like, I was thinking it was interesting, like in a bunch of Kaito's matches so far, it's almost like he's tried to match each of the guys that he's wrestling, like in their own mm. style kind of thing. Um, and in this, like, imagine like approaching a match with Kazushi Sakuraba and being like, yeah, I'm going to sub- submission wrestle this bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good call. But fucking, he did a great that job. That wasn't the only surprise. To be able to submit him with a figure four, which yeah. completely shocked the fuck out of me. I was not it's expecting simple. that. And especially like That's a figure four of all things. His Sakuraba completely dominated, just been working over Kato's legs the whole thing. He misses one kick, Kato gets him in a figure four, and that's the ball game. It's like. I mean, Kaito did work his yeah. legs over a little bit in that prior mm. to that, I feel. And he was, be- he was being really, really aggressive toward the, at oh. the end of the match. Like, he just yeah. wasn't backing down. It was fucking mm. great. Like, I oh, didn't yeah. feel like it was, oh, fuck. You know, that was a shit finish. Like, I felt like oh, no. it, it was, was more perfect. Like he, not a shit finish, just that he actually won the match. That was my shot. Yeah, especially the... with a submission move over yeah. Sakuraba. Yeah. yeah, yeah I feel like... Go on. When he lined it up with that fucking beauty of a shin breaker, like he, it was one of the most brutal shin breakers. Because it always looks, when the, the way the guy falls after he delivers the impact, it really matters a lot. Sometimes they just kind of either buckle or it doesn't look like they got hurt. But this was like a total buckle. It was great. I feel like the fact that it was a figure four was maybe a bit of a nod to his match with Keiji Muto. You know what I'm talking about, Ben? Oh, yes, I do know what you're talking about. Because he has uh, he... Go on. No, no, I was just saying, just the build-up he had towards that, how much he wanted, he'd been calling out for weeks, and then finally got that single match with Muto. Yeah, and the fact that Muto yeah. beat him with Muto. the figure four. Him, figure four. So I feel like this was a bit of a, a, a throwback to that, and also a throwback to um, when... In New Japan, Muto beat the the big um, shooter of the the time, uh, the UWFI is like to me like best wrestler in the world at the time, who had like this shooter submission specialist rep in Nobuhiko Takada, and when um, Muto beat him with a figure four, it was almost like a a, a thing to show like a, a pro wrestler is using a pro wrestling move against this shooter guy. Um, so I feel like it was almost like a bit of a version of that, a nod to that in a, in a bit of a way, and especially with um, considering Kaito's actual match with, with Muto not too long before this. But 
Yeah, lot, very interesting stuff, and I thought the work was just fantastic. I feel like Kaito's submission game has just gotten like so much better recently. Um, not to say that he wasn't a very good technical wrestler earlier, like he was, but I feel like he's just getting better and better and better. And his timing is so good in just like the little things of what he does. I'm a big Kaito fan. No, definitely. I wasn't didn't enjoy watching him when I first started, but the more and more I've seen him late, I'm definitely appreciating more and more. Definitely seeing the progress, which is very good to see. At my first glance, I just immediately, just based on body shape and wrestling style at first, I was like, he's just like an Ibushi uh, <laughs> replica, but he's definitely not. Mm. Yeah. Like, he's, he's definitely that sort of, like, that uh, in Japan they've got kind of, like, this idol kind of culture thing where it's, like, that, that pretty, like, pop star idol kind of vibe, and that's kind of what they put to be the ace of the company a lot of the time, or at least was, like, similar to Wakata, I guess, and with Ibushi, but, like, he's definitely bringing his own flavour to it, which I feel, and, like, he's kind of finding himself... And another, yeah, huge win for him after turning around on the last show. So I almost watched this one and I'm like, fuck, it's like he's just going to win every match from here on out and, like, go into the finals and potentially win this tournament. And then we have, like, him against Go Shiyazaki, like, rematch from their incredible match from um, January where Go uh, won the, the GHC title off of him. Another interesting uh, wrinkle to the That's booking of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go any further, I actually like we haven't spoken much about the points going into yeah. this this part of the <laughs> tournament. Have you guys been sort of <laughs> trying to keep track of it? About the no, I have not. I, I've got a couple of points. Only you're looking at page match at this very moment. I know what a couple of guys are on, but that's oh, that'll be no spoilers. You can't have that. I'm only looking at the, I'm only looking at the show that we've just watched, Chris. Oh, okay. Does it actually say it on there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it gives you the points total next to the guy's name. Oh. So like, it says Keno's at six, Marikuji's at three, Kato's at five, Sakurab's at four. Nakajima's no, I think that's current points. You're spoiling things. Well, it's not current points. Because going into Keno's this... At... Sorry. Ke- Keno just had a victory, so now he is on six points. He only had three matches. Okay, yeah, because going into this, he had four points. All right, all right. Yeah. You're right. the person listening to our show, they're like, hey, wait a minute, they just fucked up the tournament for me. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's early. We, we still may do that for someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody's going to be all mad, like, hey, wait a minute, I was generally waiting to watch it at the same time. <laughs> The big thing going into this show I didn't notice until I looked at the points was I forgot that Inamora is actually the only guy in the whole thing on zero right now. <laughs> Poor Inamora, he really yeah. needs a win. And we've been talking Dude. about stuff the whole time. Like yeah. the whole time we're like, this guy's <laughs> fucking rules. Well, zero he is, points. but it, like it makes <laughs> sense, you know, judging by his experience yeah. level, I guess, if you're looking at it yeah. from a kayfabe perspective. Yeah, yeah. He's going to eventually get some points. You think who you, you think he's going to pull out like that one win to where it's like, all right, he, he finally got a win, he did himself proud kind of thing? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, 
trying to think who else is in his lock. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, he's got some pretty big... <laughs> It'll be a pretty damn big win if he does get the upset. Okay. Let's have a look. Who we got I left? Think... Well, he, him in... he could beat Taniguchi. Yeah, he may get Taniguchi. I like Taniguchi's. Just totally fucked up. Yeah, because Taniguchi has taken a fucking beating. <laughs> he has concussed after all. Mm. Uh, what that's, other match have we that's got my left? Only bet. We've got two left. No, we've got three left. Because we've got that uh, six man tag. Oh, I meant like opponents for Inamura. Oh. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, this this is the point, guys, where we haven't like written up a whole diagram here. We're not that committed to preparation. <laughs> yeah, I honestly wasn't even I wasn't even taking time to remember which block was which. I was like <laughs> when they announced K block or B block, I'm like, I have no idea which guys will potentially face who in this tournament. But well, it's they, fun. Don't, they don't make it easy because they it's both blocks on the same show, so you just you don't really think about blocks. It doesn't really make much of a difference to you while you're watching it. Yeah. They announced it before the matches, but it's not like I'm saying, okay, it's the <laughs> I guess the gist of it is that Segura is fucking killing it with um, five points going into this show. Um, Keno nipping at his heels with four points going into this show. So again, he goes up to six now. Um, and then in the A block, uh, Go and Sakuraba were looking the most dominant going into this show. Um, but uh, that's changed a little bit for Sakuraba. Um, and all right. And uh, Mochizuki really needed a big win going into this show as well because he was only on one point from having one loss and one draw, which sets us up very interesting for later on tonight. Uh, but so now we have a six-man tag team action with uh, Daisuke Harada, Kenya Okada, and Yohei. Um, again, teaming up against the Stinger team of Hayata, Kataru Suzuki, and Yoshinari Ogawa. And this was a great match, uh, but it also had a very interesting post-match. Mm. But we'll talk about the it's match amazing. itself first. Any thoughts on the match uh, itself? <laughs> no. Yeah. I was just waiting for you to go. I, I, I was actually going to let Ben go this guy, and I'm like, oh, I guess we're both falling out, and now it's gotten awkward. I was, I, was just, I was waiting for Chris to give his little thing, and it was like, and he just it just never came, so I was like, okay. But I did I did little, enjoy a little sequence in the corner where Harada walks like a gower in the corner, and Yohei comes in with an enziguri off the ropes. That little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Yohei is yeah I agree that was cool he's a fast motherfucker he is he's explosive he's a small little quick guy um, uh, I did like one spot where they threw Okada like literally off the top of the uh, over the top rope to the floor and like he didn't even touch the rope at all they like slowed Ooh. himself down Oh, he, he, he made it very <laughs> He made a very loud splat, and I, I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Noah in Noah they just try to kill their rookies as much as they can to like see if they're mm. tough enough to stick around, and most of the time it just results in them having to retire from wrestling. 
Well, what was your wrestling career like? Well, I paid my dues, and that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> Only the strong survive. In the land of Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, gives me a lot of respect for the dudes that last mm. and uh, stick also, around. I like the little roll-up by Harada where he gets the one, two, three, and Ogawa off the ropes. Oh, that was so cool because it's normally mm. Ogawa that's getting the sneaky pins. Mm. So he beat the the Rat Boy at his own game with a sneaky pin, which I thought was real cool. Um, yeah, I just thought overall the, the work in this match was real fun. Continues our theme of the junior tag just being like a real fun match to break up the rest of these big um, N1 matches. Uh, it reminds and, me of the good PWG, like, six fans they used to have. Yeah. Like, during, well, they still do, during the bullet tournament. Like, all of a sudden they just throw six guys out there that will steal a big 15 or 20 minutes of the show or shorter in this period. Mm. But, you know what I mean? Just amazing stuff. Yeah, just killing it. I thought um, the uh, Stinger team again had that that great, um, that great uh, sneaky veteran vibe to them again. I just really love them as a as a faction. Um, in, in terms of Stinger, I really hope that uh, Chris Ridgeway can make it back over to Noah again because I feel like he complements the team really well as well. Big fan of Chris Ridgeway. He uh, won me over um, late last year from a guy that I'd never was really that impressed with prior, but he he got real good. Ben, were you impressed uh, yeah, with him as was, well? I, I actually do really enjoy and have missed not being able to see him in those thing about he adds something just different. More yeah. of a hard nosed edge to them is very technical and very stiff from what I for I can remember. Yeah. Am I remember? Yeah, they. I I had not heard of him before, and then they brought him over to the states uh, for some match I think with Whack, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's fucking great!" Yeah, yeah. I feel like he, um, for a long time, was kind of like not quite living up to expectations, and then he finally got really good, especially like in that Noah run. And then I I put him up there with anyone. Like I just really want to see more of him, to be honest. Very good wrestler, but um. Anyway, the, the story of this match was quite interesting with um, mm. Harada getting the big sneaky win and then Stinger just proceeds to beat the shit out of him after the uh, match. Missed one thing. Sorry. Yohei, while he's getting his hand raised with the nice victory, Yohei kicks him in the side of the head, doesn't he? Yeah, then yeah, we had Yohei. So the final, the last remaining parts of the Rattel's faction... Uh, Yohei has now turned on um, Harada as well. And I was like, what's going on here? Shit, I mm. guess the... the yeah, last... this shit got crazy. It was, yeah. It was like, it's the worst, it's the funniest thing is like, when it first happened, when Ayaka turned on them, Yohei had the biggest issue with it, besides maybe Tadazu. Tadzuke. So first, he, Tadzuke, yes. Yep. Ayata does it, then Tadzuke, and now Yohei. It's like, there's no one left to do it anymore to him, so at least he's safe in that aspect. <laughs> I just felt bad but, for but, him in the end. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so all like, his mates have totally turned on him. And then in here, like, dudes, like, got, they left factions and other guys joined factions, it seems. Like, it's 
all kinds of uh, things being switched back and forth here. Oh, there was so much going on. Oh. So I want to make sure we try to cover this a little bit for our listeners. But so basically, yeah. um, Yohei turns on um, Daisuke Harada. Then Stinger go on to beat the shit out of Daisuke Harada for getting a sneaky win over um, over their leader. Um, then we have... Um, the guy with full... the pink hair comes out. Yeah, okay. Sushi Katoge come out, who's um, part of or potentially... Would you say he's the leader of Full Throttle, Ben? Well, they did have a show recently where they the three of them fought off in singles match, and I'm pretty sure Katoge won and was the official leader. They actually had a show called Who's the Leader? Oh. Had <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so they actually had a show called Who's the Leader? Oh, okay, yeah. that's pretty off the dose there. Yeah, all right, that's yeah. that's pretty solid answer right there. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, but so the backstory here, which is the oh. very important part, is what we were saying about in the last episode. So it's Sushi Katoge and Daisuke Harada were a long time. Uh, successful junior heavyweight tag team, uh, probably one of the most successful junior heavyweight tag teams in Noah history. This side of Kenta and Marafuji, um, they were very beloved by the fans. Fantastic wrestlers had a great series of matches against um, Keno and Hajime Ohara um, for the junior titles over the years. Uh, then they went off in their separate divi- separate directions, and uh, Kotoge tried to become a heavyweight. Um, which went okay to start with, but then he was like, ah, I'll just go back to being a junior. Um, but so, the, and then ended up in different factions, uh, Daisuke Harada in, in Rattel's, um, and, um, and Tsushi Katoge now in full throttle. Uh, Katoge comes out to make the save on his former best friend. And you could, I loved how they built it up and like, you could see the crowd, like wanting them to, to shake hands. <laughs> And then the rest of Full Throttle comes out and is like, what the fuck? You know, I can tell this was a big story because I, I noted here, it's like, Harada and Colored Hair do shake hands. It's a big deal, yeah. evidently. Oh, and the crowd, you could <laughs> feel the crowd was like, yeah, they it. we They're want like, this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah, the, the rest of Full Throttle are like, what the fuck, dude? You didn't tell us about this. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what they wrote in the notes. They were Paul Toronto showed up and asked, what the fuck? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that it meant, like, he was welcoming um, Daisuke Harada to be part of um, Full Throttle. That's what I was... And then Ooh. they come out and, oh, okay, I guess that's not the case. And then they ended up <laughs> throwing fists. Yeah, they kicked him out of the group. Yeah, so Katoga <laughs> gets kicked Yohei. out of the group for siding with his buddy. Yohei came back out too to have another shot at Harada. And then we see Yohei has now taken uh, Tsushi Katoge's place in full throttle. So he's like been swapped out. But who's the leader now? They're getting another show. As I think I saw on Twitter somewhere. <laughs> who's the leader too? Who's leading now? <laughs> who's leading now? <laughs> Shit. So now, basically, Daisuke Harada and Itsushi Katoge are the the men on an island. They don't have any team anymore. They've both been kicked out of their respective factions or former factions. Um, 
and I'm hoping this means we get to see them. I mean, it seemed like they they're now going to be reforming their famous uh, junior heavyweight tag team to combat the um, everyone. What was it called? Oh, they would. They don't think they had like a team name. It was just Katoga and Harada. Oh. oh. I just loved all the the wrestling here, man. There's like so much actual professional wrestling, if you know what I mean, going on. Like all the good <laughs> the good stuff about professional wrestling. People are joining factions. People are turning on people. It's like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. And I could follow along, even though I didn't really know what was going on. It was great. Yeah, I liked it because like there was a lot, but it like didn't. Oh feel too convoluted if that makes sense no. like i was kind of like no. with it the whole way and i was like yeah all right that makes sense it, i imagine going in the backstage booking this you're like okay this could be overwrought easily but let's, we, we could we could do this really well if we try yeah considering every junior was out there by the end of that little uh match yeah i love when congo came congo out, out just like fuck yeah. this we're here too to fight dudes and Nasawa and Kaz are out there too. Yeah, yeah, representing Segura Gun. Yeah, that was fucking great. But yeah, I just loved the full throttle guys coming out of the like, hey dude, what the fuck's going on here? We weren't kept in the loop on this. We don't like this guy. And actually, I think Yohei, that's his name, right? I think he fits a lot better with the group, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm mm. um, I'm intrigued to see how that works going forward. Um, and yeah, I think just this uh, junior division is is heating up. I'm I'm in, interested to see it going forward, and I'm very much looking forward to um, Daisuke Hirata and Atsushi Kotoge challenging for the um, junior heavyweight tag titles uh, that are on. Um, it's Katara Suzuki and Ogawa, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, they yeah. had the they called uh, for a challenge at the end of that too after all that shit was going down as well yeah man shit went down it was nearly oh. longer than the match or the post match <laughs> <laughs> it was great though oh, that and, was very good and not yeah, to spoil really... anything but Ben tells us we have more to look forward to potentially as the, t- as the nights go on so stay tuned folks I really, really enjoyed this just because it was such a change of pace. Like all the other rest of the parts of the show was just, just serious wrestling. Then all of a sudden, mm. some silliness, some gaga happened. <laughs> yeah, it was so well done though. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited for you guys to get to see, and this is what I was telling Ben, to get to see how fucking great Daisuke Harada and Atsushi Katoge just gel together as a team. So have that to look forward to. <laughs> All right, now we get back to N1 action uh, in the B block with uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima facing Takashi Segura. I was, safe to say, very excited going into this one. The Battle of the Big Boots. Yeah, just like two of my favorite wrestlers who just hurt folks, hurting one another. Um, we basically, uh, Segura was the dude that beat Nakajima for the GHC heavyweight title a few years back to end his, his run as when he was the ace of Noah, I believe. Don't think I'm getting that wrong. I think that's right. Uh, so these guys have a, a lot of history together. They've had quite a bit of a rivalry over the years and it's always great. And recently. When recently? Nakajima win. 
Didn't Nakajima win the Universal Championship? <gasps> yeah, shit, I forgot about that. The the National Championship. Yeah, the National, that's it. Yeah, yeah, he beat um, Segura for that one. That was actually during that yeah. period when I was just trying to get caught up, so I skipped over a couple months in Noah, yeah. so I'll have to go back and check that you skipped, one. You skipped over a good match. So, this match, what do we got? All right. I thought it was awesome. One thing I want to say is Nakajima is cool as fuck. Uh, one of the things that made him very cool to me is when he was in a headlock, he pushes him off into the ropes and then it does the drop down instead of pursuing any more action. He just rolls out to the outside and just starts walking away. I'm like, yeah. man, that motherfucker is cool. Yeah. <laughs> fuck this. I'm out. I don't need to take this right now. I'm just going to have a breather yeah. and reassess things. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, he's a, a cool motherfucker. Um, also, apparently, uh, my girlfriend Amy's future husband, she, she lets me know oh, every what? every time uh, Nakajima is on, she's like, you know he's my free pass. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, got it. Well, who's your free pass, Chris? I haven't locked that Nakajima. in yet. Nakajima. <laughs> <laughs> he is a pretty man. He is a pretty man. <laughs> Can't take that away from him. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, he can be the free pass. I get that. It's understood. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i loving just – I think he fits, like, this heel persona. Like, he's, it's almost like he's finally, like, really found himself because he always has been kind of a dick. Um, but now yeah. he's, like, just gone to, like, full dick, if that makes sense. <laughs> Chris, you never go full dick. Oh, sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta embrace it and just go the whole hog. Yeah, like being full dick, he was doing his sweet pose in the corner, but then it was great. Um, one of them, uh, Sug, grabs his ankle and like walks out with the ankle lock from it, which was great because nobody had done anything to that move throughout the tournament so far. Yeah, it was so great because it's like such a dick like move to be like just preening and like posing for the cameras and then Segura's like not on my fucking watch bitch grabs his yeah. ankle drags him out I thought it was such a great spot for sure. best when he also does a little camera in his hand as he's holding the pose and asking people to take pictures of him yeah that's great that, that pops it up yep yep but, but I just like his more slower and deliberate pace of late just mixing up where he like with a Keno match, he was full on just fucking kick the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. But this, this sort of started with more a slow, more deliberate pace. And then he quickens up a little where he goes those um the rail shots, followed by the big boot mm-hmm. around to each corner of the ring. Just the brutality. He does a, he does being a heel so well. Yeah. Um, and I just love that Segura is always the same Segura. Like, he doesn't really fall into, like, being a heel or baby face. He's just the, the fucking yeah. killing machine badass that he is. Um, it's basically like a cyborg is the best way to describe him, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, he's, there's one part where, just speaking of his toughness, he was, uh, Nagaji was just wailing on him with some forearms to the face. And he just, like, grabs him by the head and holds him for a second and just a straight punch right to the jaw. I'm like, no, you're done with doing that. Oh, shit, I wanted that to was... put that over in this yeah. match. Um, yeah. 
just and, and this whole show that. actually like there was a few points of just putting over like I love that it's such a point of significance that the dude like actually punches him in the face and the referee tells him off for it. Yeah. And then we see um it was was it Suguru or Nakajima who like came back and gave him like three pops with the punches. It's like Nakajima payback. Did yeah, Nakajima later. There were those with Nakajima. Yeah. And puts him down. Yeah. Yeah, that well, that's the lane of the, the finish, isn't it? Nakajima mm-hmm. yeah. lands three straight fists on the chin. And then the brain buster. The then a swollen brain buster, and it's like, bang. Yep. One, two, three. Mm. Big win for Nakajima here. Um, a nice bounce back win after his loss, surprise loss. Well, I think he needed it really to, to stay alive, basically, because as we we're oh, saying, Segura was like looking crazy dominant with the five points already going into this. Um, Keno's as well, so if he lost again, and he was pretty much out of reckoning, you'd say. Yeah, and I mean, this yeah, is where it really gets interesting when we start to keep a track of these points. So we'll have to. Um, as we as we go forward, we'll, we'll keep that in our mind um, to let people know when you know a guy's do or die match is kind of happening. Um, but yeah, I think the booking overall has been really interesting in sort of like keeping keeping guys alive and also like giving guys like wins when they really need it. But it's still like kind of a surprise. But it's it's, it's just very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was just a great match. Everything I wanted it to be. I thought this like was the actual main event when I was watching it because I didn't look at the card beforehand. <laughs> and I was like, what a fucking main event. Bravo. And I was like, wait, there's another match to go? Shit. <laughs> so that was a nice surprise. No, definitely. Um, but yeah, so now Nakajima after this one, he's uh, got his four points. So I think he'll... Um, Need uh, obviously some more big wins uh, to stay alive with these other guys, but I mean, originally I was projecting projecting that um, Nakajima would would win the whole thing. So he's got some big wins to get to accomplish that goal. He may have to win every match he's got left. As far as I know, I'm not sure, but we'll see. Uh, any other thoughts on this match? Uh... All right, great match. Make sure you watch this one. Then we go on to Goshiyazaki and Masaki Mochizuki, which, as I said before, I was like, how do you have this badass match with Segura and Nakajima? And then, like, I love Mochizuki, but he hasn't, like, really been presented as, like, that top-of-the-card guy in Noah so far. Um, so I thought this was very interesting. I mean, obviously, Go is the GHC champion, so you put him on the top of the card. But I thought, like, I don't know, going into this, I wasn't necessarily thinking that Mochizuki was going to win. But at the same time, I knew that he only had um, wow. he only had one point going into this because he had the loss and the draw. So I'm like, the fuck, draw. he really Maybe needs not. a win. Um and with a win, he'll, like, get himself a shot against Go for the title in the near future. Um, so I could see him getting the win, but I wasn't necessarily predicting it. Mm. And then what an upset it was. Yeah. It definitely was one for the cards. With the dragon suplex of all things. Mm. 
It was a chop to go versus the legs of Mochi. How do you say it? Mochizuki? Masaki Mochizuki. Or, as a lot of people affectionately refer to him, Mochi. Okay, Mochi it is. Yep. Um, I thought this was great. It again followed this overarching narrative of guys decide they have to um, (laughs) ruin Go's arm to prevent him from chopping them, and then Go's testicular fortitude rejuvenates his arm towards the end. Uh, but in this case, wasn't enough. No. Um, uh, I want to put over a miss. awesome spot to like basically put over both guys' personality really big at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that at one point that uh, Go had Mochi in the ro- or yeah, Go had Mochi in the ropes and they gave him a clean break and then Mochi applauded and everyone applauded his, at Go being such an honorable gentleman and then just a few <laughs> seconds later. They were in the same position, and uh, oh, Mochi did not do his was not nearly as nice, and gave him a very nice chop to the chest. <laughs> it was great. I love that. And, and then, then oh, that was good. And then also the bit like, when Mochi's chop. like, "Go on, chop me. You can chop me." And they go to oh, chop yeah. him. He's like, "No, get fucked." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. You're right. <laughs> so Mochi played the the wily veteran card in this match um, mm. to mm. very good effect. And then there was yeah. a spot where uh, Go kept going for the lariat and then Mochi was blocking it with kicks. They did it repeatedly <laughs> where Go was getting hurt. And then all of a sudden, Mochi got hurt and Go looked badass. I'm like, what the fuck? That was silly, but still great. That's one of those spots where every time I see the bit where like the dude kicks the arm and you see it a lot with Go, like, Fuck getting kicked in the arm, like, especially, like, from a position where you're, like, larrying. Like, can you imagine someone just, like, kicking you in the fucking, like, forearm or elbow from that position? Or your bicep or whatever. All of it sounds no nasty. it's gonna fucking hurt. Yeah. Because especially the amount of chops and larrys he does. Like, you need to kick it as well. It fucking takes damage day in, day out. This is where I type, I'm starting to think Go is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Overly repeatedly doing this to his fucking arm, and it's all bandaged up. And he's like, "Yeah, fuck it." <laughs> kind of reminds me of like <laughs> Nigel McGuinness a bit, where you could just see yeah. him while he was champion, just fucking falling apart as the rain would go on. Like that is that, that is everybody. <laughs> Yikes! But no, great match. Um, and yeah, I, I just. Didn't... Sorry, go on. I did enjoy the. I'll just say I enjoyed the little finishing sequence where Go was going for the his big moonsault. Mochi gets the knees up and does a cool little enziguri off the top rope, and Go responds with a huge lariat, and then Mochi follows it up with the dragon suplex with the one, two, three. It's like it's just a nice little, nice little sequence. I liked it. Yeah, and even though like mm. he kind of the didn't have the arms locked on the suplex, and mm. he kind of slipped it, made it look good. Like it was just like. It looked legit, like he struggled to get him could, over. Could he not? It was almost like he could not get them, get his eyes, arms went long enough to get him around the big back of Go, was it? Or? Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Almost. Yeah, he's also like mm. pretty big dude. So I yeah, can I can boy. see that. But, yeah, that um, kick was super cool. He like just <clears throat> runs up the ropes and kind of just spins upside down and kicks the guy in the head. 
Oh, he always hits that so perfectly. I love that move. Oh, the other thing I loved in this match early on was when um, Mochi hit his signature kick to the spine when the dude's, like, sitting on the apron. Mm. And he hits it on Go. And then Go just has that, like, silent, <laughs> like, this hurts so fucking much, but I'm not going to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the kind of stage part of, like, the look on his face. He's like, this motherfucker. And then he just like looks at him and then he like gets him up and like peels him over the top rope and hits him with one of his big chops. I just thought it was so yeah. great. It was so good. <laughs> the other thing I loved was like at the the height of when Mochi had like worked over his arm and he's in the corner and he's like selling his arm and he's like trying to chop um Mochi and you could t- see like Mochi's like, I'm gonna take it because this is gonna do more damage to you than it is to me. <laughs> and he like hits him with that first one. You can see it like really hurts his arm, and then he just like gives that big yell and he's like that's where you like you see that that go like power up like a fucking video game. Like, oh well, he's got his stars now. The stars are flashing. And then he just like starts laying in these chops and like the adrenaline kicks in and I just I'm just all about this. For continuity <laughs> continuity, I need to see Go come out on the next show with like his arm hanging at his side, totally dead, like unable to be used. <laughs> like, ah, oh, shit. Can you I'll imagine if we got a go match where he can't actually chop at all? Ooh, oh man. Bad. That'd be great if that's what they're working to. Man. Either way, I he's, thought this was. So go on. I would say he switches to the other arm. Like, all right. <laughs> that would be smart. Maybe he's not ambidextrous. Who knows? We'll have to see. Exactly. Stay tuned, folks. Um, anyway, I thought these these three days were just fantastic. I'm so into this tournament, um, and Man. I'm just like I'm I'm invested. I'm like ridiculously mm. invested. All right, and with that, uh, let's close this show down. Um, we've gone a, a bit on the long side, but we had three shows to cover, so I think that's to be expected. Hard 40, huh, Chris? Mm. Hard 40, fuck. Well, it's yeah. meant to be hard 40 when we're going to do two shows. We did three <laughs> shows, so, you know. I, I think uh, before we even started talking wrestling, I think we'd already gone for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Shocking. Again, that will be the most enjoyable part of the show. <laughs> all right plug skis uh let's shut this down you'll see us uh, next time where we'll cover the next two shows and then we'll have the final night um but uh let's uh thank the great guys at um social suplex uh, a lot of other great shows uh, we always appreciate the support uh, make sure you check them all out at socialsuplex.com you can check me out at chris things on uh the twitter and instagram uh jeremy where can we find you i am at james vanderbeek j-a-i-m-s vanderbeek on twitter and instagram and also uh, check out my public page and go get some shirts at Pentagon. Nice. And Ben, where are you? Where where can people not actually confuse you <laughs> yeah. with another Ben <laughs> Kelly 33? Two other Ben Kellys. <laughs> so it's at Ben Kelly 333. Three, three. That's 33, three, not 233, Christopher. All right. Duly noted I I for like the two, future. I did two sixes or something. I forget what I did. <laughs> and on Instagram, Chromie85. 
Nice. All right. And with that, thank you for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Can't wait, fellas. What do you say, Jeremy? There we go. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Fair. See you later, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.